Hey, it's Matt Cross from UMass Basketball, and I've got a slam dunk insurance recommendation for you. I'm a Massachusetts native myself, and I know the importance of hometown loyalty and toughness. When I need insurance as tough as me, I choose Amherst Insurance. They've had UMass Basketball's back for decades, and they'll have yours too. Trust me. Amherst Insurance isn't just an insurance agency. They're a part of our community, deeply rooted in Massachusetts values. They understand the hustle, the spirit, and the pride that defines us here. So if you're looking for a hometown insurance agent who's got the same drive and determination as me, it's Amherst Insurance all the way. And remember, when you make that call or visit the NathanAgencies.com, tell them Matt Cross sent you. UMass fans, Josh Coney, the latest addition to the UMass basketball family. The energy here is unreal, and let's not forget UMass football season is revving up, and I'm all in. Now listen up. Moving can be a hassle, but five college movers made my transition seamless. Mention my name, Josh, and you'll not only score exclusive pricing, but tickets to a UMass basketball game of your choosing, courtesy of five college movers. So UMass fans, let's rally for football, get ready for basketball, and when it's time to move stress-free, team up with five college movers. Go UMass. Welcome back to Commonwealth Conversations Everyday Minuteman Stories, brought to you by the Mass Collective. I'm your host, Nathan Strauss, and today's guest is Matt Collier, the head coach at Queens University in New York. He was a longtime assistant for Bruiser Flint, got his degree from UMass uh, in 2001, and spent a lot of time uh, in and around the UMass circles. Thank you so much for, for joining us, and thank you so much for reaching out and asking to be on this, because... I really appreciated that, and I'm looking forward to uh, hearing all about your time uh, with Bruiser and, and where you've gone since then. Yeah, no, I appreciate you, uh, Nathan, uh, you know, uh, reaching back out. Uh, got a chance to listen to a couple of the uh, interviews that you did with uh, guys that uh, I consider family, like uh, Mike Mannix and uh, Bill Taylor. Those guys, uh, we go way, way back, so um, way, 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 way back now. <laughs> I've <laughs> known those guys for, for decades now. So, um, uh, you know, it's great to check that out. And, um, you know, always like to hear, uh, you know, the stories of, uh, you know, how it was back, way back when. And, uh, yeah, I'm glad to be on today. So you became Bruiser's head manager. What brought you to UMass and how did you get involved with the program? So when I was uh, in high school, I uh, kind of figured out that I uh, wanted to stay close to athletics um, and, um, you know, knew I wasn't figured out uh, relatively quickly. I wasn't going to be playing college basketball. So I um, decided I was going to switch. I knew that I wanted to uh, stay around the game, um, but wasn't sure in what capacity. So um, coincidentally, my phys ed teacher um, had a son um, who was attending UMass um, as a manager. His name was uh, Ian Rubel, and uh, he was my phys ed teacher. And so I was just talking to him one day and he said, you know, if you're thinking about getting into coaching, which was one thing that I had thought about because I started to pick an interest in recruiting, pick up an interest in recruiting, um, especially, you know, being in New York and from Queens. We had a lot of great um, high school basketball players at that time, Lamar Odom, Ron Artest, uh, Speedy Claxton, guys like that, who had started to, you know, take an interest in watching um, their local games and stuff like that. So kind of thought that maybe college basketball was an area that I was, you know, going to look to get into, but didn't know how to do that. Um, so speaking to him, he said, listen, my son is interested in the same thing. He goes to UMass. He's a manager with the basketball team, and he's also um, in the sport management program, which I didn't know that much about. So he kind of 
got my you know interest peaked with that and started doing more research and, and you know it just all that that's what I knew so that's what I went with so I applied you know this was like my junior year when I was you know starting to look at colleges anyway so applied to UMass got in reached out to the basketball office um over the summer he um his son graduated the same year so he was a senior in 96 so that same year that um, he told me about it so he was a manager on the final four team so excuse me Joe it just kind of went from there and I you know reached out to the basketball office over the summer, said, hey, you know, how do I look into becoming a manager? They said, and stop by, you know, first day of class, which I did. And I uh, just kind of went from there and uh, never left <laughs> my, whole, my whole four years. So um, that that's how I got, got to UMass and um, it all turned out uh, great. Obviously, you managed to form quite the bond with Bruiser because you ended up working with him for the better part of two decades, but what was it like being his manager? What was your sort of day-to-day like? And, and uh, yeah, what, what was life like, you know, as the, the head manager for the UMass men's basketball team of that time? It wasn't easy, but it was a lot of fun. Um, it was not easy. Um, I, a lot was expected of me, um, which, you know, I was very young at the time, but I got treated, you know, I got treated, <laughs> I was uh, man- coached hard uh, as a manager, but just like all- everyone in the program was. And, you know, I made mistakes and things that I had to learn, but I had great mentors uh, that I came um, came in with um, that were older than me. And like Bill, uh, Bill Taylor was still was, you know, was in the program and uh, Mark Steyer, Brian and the guys who were the head managers uh, my freshman year who did an unbelievable job for them. So they you know taught me a lot. Um, just, you know, from the managerial um, aspect, but more so just what it meant to be a part of the program. And like I said, when I first got to UMass, you know, I'm thinking, oh, maybe I might want to work in the NBA or do something. But once I got around the team and the program and the coaches, that's when I kind of decided, no, this is what I want to do. I, w- I want to coach college basketball because of the type of program that Bruiser had where, again, it was not easy. Um you know, but it, it was a lot of fun. It was a family atmosphere. And, you know, they, you know, through all my faults when I, when I was young, they took me under their wing and they got on me when when I needed to be gotten on. But they they loved me and they embraced me and pushed me to be the best version of myself, even if I didn't know it at the time and stuck with me when I made mistakes. And so um, it was um, it was a great experience. Um, became really close with all of the players um, still to this day. You know, we're lifelong friends still keep in touch with those guys, you know, see them, you know, from time to time, they'll come to my games. Now, if I'm playing somewhere locally, um, same with, you know, the guys like, you know, Bill Taylor, I stay in contact with Mike Mannix. So, you know, even, you know, and all the assistant coaches that, you know, Jeff Arnold and Mike Connors and Brian Gorman, like those, like I consider them family. It's not just, Oh, I work with those guys. They're truly my, you know, my family. Like I don't, you know, I I always say like anytime I have a, a problem or a question on anything that's going on, I always call Jeff Arnold. I call Bruiser and say, "Hey, what do you think about this?" And they give me feedback and advice to this day. Um, you know, so it's it, it was it was everything. You know, it anything that you can imagine, you go through. I, I would say anything you can imagine going through with family. That's what it was: the good times, the bad, the tears, the joys. You know, all of it. We we went through all of it together, and that's why we're still close to this day. And it was a, an unbelievable experience that I can't you know put into words. Just my whole UMass experience in general, but particularly working with those group of people that not only helped me 
achieve my dreams of becoming a college basketball coach, which is what I set out to do once, you know, I figured that's what it was. They helped me every step along the way and put me in the right directions, not as far just as meeting people, but talking about the business and just just everything about it. But just in my life, like, you know, that all those guys came to my wedding, you know, it just just everything that they're, they're family for, for life. So um, players and coaches, it was a great experience. You know, it's a people. It's such a people industry, and you know, coaches always talk about that that sort of buzzword, coachability. Are you receptive to coaching? And it's great hearing you talk about. You know, they would get on you if you needed to be gotten on. Like maybe you needed to be coached. Um, don't we all? Don't we all need to be coached? Uh, but <laughs> but you graduate and you get into coaching at the professional. Well, I mean, at the collegiate level, but you know, as a profession, and do you end up going, you know, with Bruiser? Uh, for for a number of years, where is your favorite place that coaching has taken you, whether that be, you know, a physical destination or, you know, a particular game? Uh, what what part of this journey do you look back on and, and really think about as being kind of formative for you? Oh, that's a great question. I, I'm all of it. All, you know, all of the experiences have been great, but, you know, a couple will stick out. I mean, I, growing up in New York City, obviously, Madison Square Garden is, um you know, everything for not just people for New York City, but, but you know, in my, I, I was a student manager, right? But in my lifetime, I've gotten the opportunity to coach six times as an assistant in, in Madison Square Garden. Uh, four times when I was at, um, no, I'm sorry, five times when I was an assistant coach at, at Howard University. And then once when we were at Drexel, when we uh, uh, played in a preseason NIT. Um, so, um, well, yeah, so two games in the in the in Madison Square Garden we were in the preseason NIT. So, you know, memories like that, you know, just being from New York and growing up around New York basketball and walking out, you know, from the tunnel onto the court, you know, that's you know, that's you know, that that was those those were those are great moments. Um becoming a head coach for the first time, you know, after all the years of being a manager and then an assistant you know, being a head coach for the first time um, and then, you know, getting your first win. I, I won my first game. Actually, coincidentally, we played Assumption College in Massachusetts. So I got my first win uh, as a head coach in Massachusetts. So that that was pretty special. Um, you know, the, the the wins as a head coach, you know, we've had special ones since I've been here. But, you know, I just the whole journey, you know, has been great. And, you know, you know, coaching in front of Bruiser, you know, and uh, we played in Philadelphia one time and he came to the game. So, you know, my mentor is now watching me coach and coached against friends, Dwayne Killings. I went to um went to college with at UMass and our families are very close. Um, actually, you know, his wife and I, uh, you know, we all, you know, went to college together, but when we were in Philadelphia at Drexel, his, uh, he was coaching at Temple. So our wives became friendly. Our daughters are very close. They're actually six months to the day apart in years. I'm sorry, six months to the day apart um, age-wise. And they kind of grew up together those first couple of years we were together. So all of those memories and, you know, getting the coach against him when he was an assistant at UConn, he uh, got us a guarantee game when I uh, was coaching at Queens. So it's a lot of different things that I, I have great memories of. Um, and um, it's, it's been really special, um, the opportunity to, to, to become a head coach, but just coaching in general from where I started um, is something I'll never forget. I'll show you something real quick. I don't move some stuff out the way, but this is... Um, I don't know if you can see this. I'll oh yeah, hold it. But this is my uh, my, this is my senior day plaque from uh from UMass uh, when I was a manager. I, I won't I won't hold the years up because it's uh it's <laughs> a lot. But you know, but I keep that next to my desk. You know, every day I walk in when I um walk into my office, 
I see it and I try to I try to use that to you know I'm I'm generally a humble person but I never want to forget you know where I came from and where I started and and UMass gave me a great opportunity to go to great education be a part of the program try you know I mean I'm an 18 19 year old kid and I'm traveling you know I'm traveling all over the country to these famous arenas you know I've coached it you know been you know been to North Carolina been to Duke been to UCLA you know just you know all of these uh historic places that you you know you see on tv and you know been in the same building with and and coached against all these you know great coaches and been across the sideline from them you know coaching with um at drexel with bruiser i got to we went on two foreign trips when we were at drexel so i've been to china i've been to turkey you know places in my wildest imaginations i i would never imagine that you know i might be able to go and it's all because of basketball and for me not as a player I came up as a manager and was able to um, be, you know, somewhat successful in, in college basketball. And I, I never forget that. And the people that um, were part of my journey that helped me to achieve that. Obviously, you know, so you were Bruiser's manager when you were his when you were on his coaching staff and you were all of a sudden getting the, this responsibility, whether it be the recruiting side of things or the fundraising side of things or like drawing up an ATO. Was there ever like more pressure on you because of how familiar you were and, and sort of that bond that you had with Bruiser? Or actually, let me rephrase. Was there ever, was there any responsibility that surprised you about being a coach um, rather than a manager? Or for you, was it more linear? Like I've been doing this, I've been around this for a while. I know how it works. And now I'm just sort of, you know, acting it out. I would, yeah, I, I got you. I would say that, uh, um, I don't know if pressure from it was more so there was familiarity obviously I'd been around you know at this point you know well not by the time I started coaching with him but I mean I have met him when I was 17 so I think when I you know I was on his staff as director of basketball operations and then um, came back as an assistant coach but you know but at some point I'd known him for more than half of my life so it, it, you know it was more so familiarity and I I knew what the expectations were um, and how, you know, his personality and, you know, how he was. So it wasn't necessarily a, a learning curve. I, I wouldn't say it was just more so, you know, f it, it was familiarity and what the expectations were. And then it was just more so, okay, you know, what, how do I do my best to try to, you know, meet, you know, meet that for, you know, for him and for the program, you know, cause it's a job and, you know, but he, but again, I felt even though my the great thing about my experience as a manager, which I always tell people was I learned a lot. There was the managerial side that I had, you know, there were expectations on what I did, but they also gave me responsibilities beyond, you know, my, what you might have the typical manager do um, along the way, you know, in the summertime and different things you know, I was asked to do a lot with the players. And, and, and so it was, to me, I took more of those responsibilities as far as making sure the players were okay and making sure that, you know, they were where they were supposed to be when they were supposed to be there and, and just, just different things besides just the typical things that people might associate a manager doing are things that I, I wanted to do them to, because I knew understood what the importance of the program was that the players were okay. 
and you know, I always had you know after my freshman year, I, all the my roommates um, up you know uh, going forward at UMass were, were guys on the team, so I got to see that side of it and having conversations with those guys and learning more what it was like to be a player on that level and you know more intimately than just you know showing up for practice and and vacuum in the locker room. It was a lot deeper than that for me. Um, and again, I had relationships with those guys that you know was able for me you know on the personal side it was great, but then also learning that side of it, which I think helped me. Um, going forward in my coaching career and then particularly coaching with Bruiser. So when I'm talking to players and stuff like this, even it's not just me saying, well, hey, I kind of understand is like, I might have a deeper understanding of, you know, what he's saying. And <laughs> this is but the message that you're, you know, you should be trying to catch because I heard all of those conversations on the one side. And then I heard them when I went back to my room with my roommate. So it, it, it was, um, it was above and beyond just the kind of um, expectations of going the responsibilities of a manager to now an assistant coach. So I think my education was, I don't know if intimate is the right word, but you know, it was a little bit deep, deeper and different. Um, so when I did become an assistant and that, I think that's what helped me to become an assistant coach is those lessons that I learned um, informally as well as formally uh, along the way. And now you're a head coach at, at Queens College in New York, it is. It's a you know, it's a, it's a Cooney. It's part of the, the the Cooney system, which is obviously a very important uh, system, and also some very competitive basketball. Uh, what is your uh, what have you learned, I guess, and and uh, what what are you enjoying most about being a head coach and uh, sort of about this this current job? Well, I, I learn something every day, um, <laughs> for sure. Um, but I think the the most the most important thing is that I've learned is at the end of the day, and this is a lesson that I learned as a manager from Bruiser and from, um, like I said, Jeff Arnold and Chuck Martin and Mike Connors, Brian Gorman, all the guys that I worked with. It's a, at the end of the day, it's about the people, you know, the X's and O's are fantastic and, 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 and all of that. And, you know, the different trappings that come with being a head coach or a, you know being a coach in the college basketball level it's great it, it, it all of that is fantastic but at the end of the day it's about the people and so the thing that I enjoy the most now is I'm somewhat getting an opportunity to do the same things that I saw Bruiser and Jeff and all those guys do for me and for the players and other people that we came so when I see my friends that are also assistant coaches and become head coaches. That experience is great. Guys that we all came up, you know, came up at the same time. Now I have assistant coaches that have gone on to become either head high school coaches or going to be division one assistants and assistants at other schools. And my players going to, you know, they graduate and go to play professionally. And then now I have players that I coached my first couple of years and they're coming back to the games and they're bringing their kids. Those same things that I saw as a manager and then an assistant coach that the reason why we had the program that we had was because of the people and the way that we got along and treated, you know, everybody was treated in the program, that family atmosphere now come full circle. And now I'm kind of, you know, carrying on that tradition here is very special to me. That's what, you know, keeps me going and you know but I love being a head coach. Um, I'm, you know, it's, it's, it's great. It's exciting. It's challenging. It's, very stressful it's way different from being an assistant coach um which everybody says and then you know you say oh yeah 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 whatever but then when it happens it's like wow okay this is all on me and that comes with it's intense and you know on this level too it doesn't change because you know it's division one and uh, you know you're not on the, the sports center ticker when you win or lose as much but 
you still feel that same pressure, that same competition, that same drive to want to be successful, the same drive to want to be, you know, have your team and the people that you work with, your assistant coaches, your managers become successful. So all of those things, um, you know, it's a huge responsibility, um, but I, you know, I welcome it and, you know, it's great. You know, when, like I said, when, you know, when I have, um, when, former players come back or my, you know, I see my managers and, you know, that I had before they're doing well and my assistant coaches, they're, they're running their own teams now. And I can kind of see, you know, my progression, right. From the 17 year old kid who, you know, needed that. And now it's, it's come full circle, you know, it's, it's great, you know, and the gray hairs are coming in and, you know, and the beard and the hair, you know, it does, it doesn't show, but it doesn't show. I, I got good lighting in here. That's why. <laughs> but, but no, that it's um, you know, it's uh, it's a tremendous feeling, and 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 you know, sit around and talk stories, and you know, exchange, you know, Winston Smith, who's also, who was a, a player at UMass when you know when I was there, we talk almost every day. He's a head coach now, so just those things that you know, and, and it's like twenty some odd years ago when we're you know, goofing around on the bus or, you know, in a dining hall or something like that, you you know, you don't know what's going to happen, you know, all these years later, but now the fact that, you know, we're coaching and talking about our teams and helping each other out. And, you know, if I ever have a question or some, you know, vice versa, what should I do? You know, I'll get phone calls from guys that either were, you know, coaches at the same time that we were, you know, it's just, it's all, it's all full circle and, and the relationships are strong and, um, it, it, it's great, you know, and I can't be more grateful. You know, I always tell people, always say, you know, what if you went to, you know, I always look at it that I could have worked just as, you know, because oh, you worked hard to get where you are. Yeah, sure, I did. But I always say it was about the people. I could have gone to any other college and done the exact same thing that I did or tried to do at UMass, become a manager, graduate sport management, all of those different things. But if it wasn't for the people that I encountered when I was there, I just, to me, I feel lucky. I feel lucky that Bruiser Flint was the head coach at, at UMass when I decided to go there. I feel lucky that Jeff Arnold was there, Brian Gorman, Mike Connors, Tony Barbie, John Robick, all, you know, Brian Gorman, all of those, Bill Taylor, you know, Matt Comer, all those guys were there. If it wasn't for them, all the things that I did wouldn't have mattered. So, well, I, I don't know if it wouldn't have mattered, but I wouldn't be where I was now. To me, it was all about the people that I encountered and I'm eternally grateful um, to UMass for that. Um, you know, I, I still root for UMass, cheer for them. I've been up a couple of times um, over the years. Uh, last, last, I haven't been up this year, but last year I went up, uh, I, you know, when Derek Kellogg came back as an assistant um, and spent some time with the team, watched them practice, um, you know, and I stay in contact with, um, Coach Steele and Coach Edwards, um, you know, uh, great guys. And I believe in what Coach Martin is trying to do. Shameless plug. I would love for them to, uh, uh, you know, grant me the opportunity to come up for an exhibition game. I've, you know, reached out to them a couple of times about that. Hasn't happened yet, but it would be a, a, an honor and a dream uh, to be able to come and uh, come up and coach on the same floor I used to sweep before before practice at the Mullins. That would, that would be um, a, a true full circle uh, moment for me. Um, if that was to happen, but if it doesn't, you know, you know, that's okay. But, um, but no, it's, um, you know, I, I'm always appreciative to UMass and, and, um, and still, you know, of course, root for my alma mater and the basketball program and want to see it do well and, and do great. And, and I'm happy that they're off to a great start this year. I believe, you know, no, you know, just even in full circle with, you know, coach uh, Chuck Martin, who I work with at UMass used to work with uh, Frank Martin um, at South Carolina. So, you know, there's always these, you know, small connections that, you know, always run through the basketball community. Um, so it's, um, you know, 
Uh, I'm great. I'm glad to see the direction the program is going now. You know, <laughs> when I came back to the Mullins last year, it looked a lot different than <laughs> than when I was there. Even, you know, I'll tell a little story about how, you know, when I was a manager, they didn't have the practice facilities. So, and the Mullins they used to use for events and stuff like that. So we would practice between the cage and the Mullins. And some days it would be we practice at the Mullins. Okay, next day practice is in the cage. We have to pack up everything in the car, the basketballs, the pads, everything, drive it over to the Mullins you know, put everything in the locker room, do all of that. And it could be, we'd be right back the next day. So, um, you know, but what they've done um, at the university and, and the um, program and the facility is tremendous. Um, so, you know, I'm happy to see that um, direction the program is going and, and wish them nothing but success. And, um, you know, but it's, it's, it was a great journey there. I loved every minute of it. And uh, yeah, just um, appreciative to the whole UMass community for being a part of my journey and helping me achieve my dreams. As you know, we ask every person the same two questions as we wrap things up. The first is, if you were a, an athlete, or even now, mm -hmm. uh, and you could have an NIL deal, what mm -hmm. company or business would you want to partner with? Like a local company from like the Amherst area or anywhere? You take your pick. Hmm. <laughs> um. Well. I don't know what the financial um, compensation would be, but just out of loyalty, and and I spent a lot of money there. I would say Antonio's or <laughs> or uh, or Bueno Isano. That was my uh, that that was my um, that that was my uh, those are my two go tos uh, back then. So I would say one of those two places. I don't know what the financial compensation would be, but just out of how much money I spent there, that that's the least they could do. <laughs> yeah, you know, so we get a lot of Antonio's Bueno Isano has gotten fewer mentions than I would like. I love a good Buena Isano burrito. Uh, so good. We, and the we, used call, mm. we used to call them dinosaur eggs back in back because we used to get the, the yeah, the, the super, yup, 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 yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah I know. And, and I will, also, I will say also the, the sleeper choices and actually they've spread out to my area now um, is, uh, is the hangar, Wings. So my senior year was the first time it opened. And then when I moved to DC and I was at Howard, I just happened to be driving by and I saw there was a wings over DC. So when I was at Howard, I used to go. And now they've actually opened up a couple on Long Island, not far from here. There's a wings over Valley Stream and a wings over Baldwin. And actually I, um, a couple of our games, I got wings for the team from there after the uh, um, after our game. So the hangar slash wings, they're, they're another one. So I, that's another place where I spent a lot of money. So uh, the NIL deal, just it would just be a, a, a recoup of the funds that I dished out to, uh, <laughs> to support them. Exactly. No, that's how it goes. And then the last yeah. question that we ask everyone, and I'm going to, I'm going to add a, another layer to this for you because you're a coach, but UMass is down one. Mm -hmm. What player all time would you want to take the final shot in a game, but I'm going to add another wrinkle to this and I'm going to have you actually say what play you would actually draw up for this mm -hmm. player to win the game. Yep. Easy. Down screen for Monty Mack. That's easy. 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 Down screen for Monty Mack. That, get, him down, a, get him downhill to the rack. Two double screens. I'll have, um, uh, I'd have Tyrone Weeks and uh, Larry Kettner, rest in peace. My good friend set a, set a nice stagger for, for Monty to come off to the left side, square his feet, knock it down. Either that or where I go for the lob uh, ear play for Mike Babel for a dunk. One of those two, my guys. Perfect answer. And that's the kind of coaching expertise that we don't normally get <laughs> on uh, Commonwealth Conversations. Well, Matt, thank you so much. Uh, for, for people who want to either follow you or follow the Knights in their journey, um, how can people do that for those who are listening? 
Uh, sure. Well, um, the website for uh, the, our basketball program is under, you know, the website, uh, queensnights.com. Um, I have um, social media and as well as, um, you know, Instagram. I think our Instagram is QC Men's B-Ball. Um, my Instagram, I think, is coach underscore M underscore Collier on Instagram. And I believe it's the same on Twitter. So, you know, feel free. I, you know, I, I don't post as much as I should, um, but uh, definitely uh, you can follow the basketball accounts um, to see what's going on with us. And um, yeah, but um, hopefully I can get up to uh, UMass, um, you know, if the schedules work out as far as, uh, you know, we have off a weekend and uh the minute men are playing, you know, I always love to sh pop up, um, you know, bring my kids up to a C campus. My wife is a Maryland graduate. We've been down there a few more times and we've been up to UMass, but we have to change that. So, you know, got to come back to, uh, um, you know, but hopefully we can get back to a game, get a chance to meet you um, in person would be great. Um, but yeah, I would, um, you know, just love, you know, love, love the area, love Amherst, love, um, you know, love UMass and, um, you know, always, um, always looking to support the Minutemen. So um, yeah, hopefully we can uh, all stay in touch. 100%. Well, thank you so much, Matt. Uh, this has been Commonwealth Conversations, Everyday Minutemen Stories, as always brought to you by the Mass Collective. Be sure to follow the collective, join it if you have not already. Until next time, I've been Nathan Strauss. We'll talk to you then. Hey, it's Matt Cross from UMass Basketball, and I've got a slam dunk insurance recommendation for you. I'm a Massachusetts native myself, and I know the importance of hometown loyalty and toughness. When I need insurance as tough as me, I choose Amherst Insurance. They've had UMass basketballs back for decades, and they'll have yours too. Trust me. Amherst Insurance isn't just an insurance agency. They're a part of our community, deeply rooted in Massachusetts values. They understand the hustle, the spirit, and the pride that defines us here. So if you're looking for a hometown insurance agent, who's got the same drive and determination as me, it's Amherst Insurance all the way. And remember, when you make that call or visit the NathanAgencies.com, tell them Matt Cross sent you. UMass fans, Josh Coney, the latest addition to the UMass basketball family. The energy here is unreal, and let's not forget UMass football season is revving up, and I'm all in. Now listen up, moving can be a hassle, but five college movers made my transition seamless. Mention my name, Josh, and you'll not only score exclusive pricing, but tickets to a UMass basketball game of your choosing, courtesy of five college movers. So UMass fans, let's rally for football, get ready for basketball, and when it's time to move stress-free, team up with five college movers. Go UMass.